my name is Val Curry. I am a cohort 48 graduate as of Friday last week. Um, I, I mean, cohort 48 is a, a pretty broad category. I like to hang out in the Taco Bell drive through uh, <laughs> breakout room during the front end. And then in the back end, Hannah Hall graciously provided us. Yosemite became Yo Kiero Taco Bell Semite. Um, so we hang out in there. Nice. And uh, front end, I made the resume book, bit of a Facebook send up. Uh, we will not get rid of the leading the. It is going to be the resume book, um, as long as I have control of the project. And then on the back end, I had RG Blent, which was a color app. That um, it's, it's not even done yet. I just had a demo, and it, it went great, but there's tweaks to, to do. There's so. always tweaks. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. So very cool. Well, we're going to talk about both of those in just a moment. But first, great. what were you doing before NSS? How did you decide to go through this? So the, I, you know, I've... Given people this elevator pitch a few times at this point, so it's going to sound a little practiced, but I loved music as a kid, grew up in Nashville, um, got kicked out of a couple bands because I would show up, you know, we were supposed to be playing metal and I loved metal, but, um, you know, I was coming from church. It was the only scheduling slot that worked. I wasn't driving, so my parents were driving me. I was wearing cargo shorts, didn't fit the image apparently, and um, (laughs) then, you know, I ended up, okay, so how can I make music by myself? Gets you to the computer. Uh, at the same time, my dad's a bit of a bit of a nerd, so he's been helping me, you know, troubleshoot the network when I can't get on the internet as a kid, which was very important to me. And then it, it kind of snowballed out of there. So I thought I wanted to do a lot more music and sort of artistic production work. And all throughout communication school, I found myself sort of diving into how the you know how the chips on the I/O converters for the the studio worked, rather than you know spending a as much time as I should have setting up microphones and the like. So, um, you know, after I got out of communication school, ended up taking a job, found myself in a technical role once again. Uh, NSS was kind of the the logical endpoint to say, all right, let's go get those professional technical skills to go with my obvious curiosity. Um, nobody ends up in the nitty gritty of how electronics work by accident. You have to actually like it or you wouldn't do it because it's pretty tedious. So, um, it was nice to kind of sync up with people doing at least similar work and head a bit more down that path. But um, that's kind of how I ended up here. Was I love it. an inevitability. And here you are. Six months later, you've stuck yeah. with it, and you've got some cool projects to talk about from it. So let's start with your front-end capstone. Walk me through that. What is it? How would you build it? All that good stuff. Yeah. I, I, um, so I get a little sensory overload on LinkedIn, and I thought it might be fun to create a simple site where you could share your resume. And, you know, we had to have a third-party API tied into our front-end capstone. That was one of the requirements. Um, It was a great challenge. And I decided that if I was going to do this sort of, you know, resume thing, it's a social network thing, all right, I'm going to call it the resume book, and we're going to implement some AI-assisted moderation on this site um, as a sort of shout-out to Mark Zuckerberg. And so... If you tried to leave a comment on someone's resume, and it wasn't quite comments on resumes, you actually left comments on specific parts of people's re- people's resumes. That was the other sort of thing that I worked on, kind of breaking it up and not just having it be like a WordPress clone, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I ended up making something where if you tried to say something less than constructive, we'll say, uh, you would just get an alert that said, hey, please say something nice, and it wouldn't submit your comment. And so that was my third-party API integration. I used... 
the uh, IBM Watson Tone Analysis API, which I think they actually might be phasing out at this point. It was really hard to track down the good documentation for. I still have a bookmark somewhere because it, I didn't bookmark it the first time I found it. And then IBM's website, I think I took two hours navigating back to it, so I had to get that bookmarked. But essentially, you just submit a bunch of words and it breaks it down sentence by sentence if you want, or gives you an overall analysis of, hey, is this constructive? Is this negative? Is this, what is this? And I basically mandated that your comments had to be positive and constructive. Um, it worked a little better than I thought it would, so it wasn't as much of like a send-up or a joke <laughs> as I kind of intended. You know, the, the project itself was enough of a stretch from my brain to just put together something from scratch of that size. Uh, as someone who'd only been using React for, at that point, a month and a half, you know, JavaScript and HTML and CSS for three months at that point. Um, so it felt good to do something sort of a bit less on the serious side. I wasn't actually making a LinkedIn competitor. And so uh, another way to keep it interesting by at least providing a non-technical reason that it might get a chuckle was good. Yeah. I, as your first app go, you know, I, I've already gone back to it and laughed at it for other reasons. We'll put it that way. That's great. Now, how about your other project? What, this is your back-end capstone, right? Yeah, this one was a lot more practical, actually. I built a the color picker tool that I've always wanted. Um, I love the color pickers that come up when you're using Photoshop. Uh, the Mac has a nice one, too. You get a lot of really rich color information. Um, you, know, you can tell if you're clicking on it, something that's green or blue easy enough. Getting those saturation and the hue numbers, everything like that is really nice. So I wanted to make an app that's sort of one-page dashboard-like that gives you a view into you know, sort of the data behind a color. Now, two weeks wasn't enough time to get a lot of sophisticated math going on with generating colors based on other colors. So I kind of just laid out the skeleton of like, here's how you would set out a palette of eight colors. And the back end does a great job managing you know, a user account and their color palettes. The other sort of trick to the app is um, blew away a couple of people that interviewed me, actually, because I think I, I didn't do a great job explaining how the database worked. I made it sound like I had every single possible color as an entry in my database. Um, but what actually was going on is that my database, you can take a color that's invalid RGB space and you can put it in the database, but no user ever owns a color object. It felt a little silly to me to say that, like, you know, I could, as long as, you know, if I'm the first user there, I can grab FFFFF, which is just refrigerator white all colors full blast, and say that's my color now. That doesn't make any sense. So rather what I could say is favorite FFFFFF as refrigerator white, and now that's my name for that color. But the database, you know, it's, it's like the existence of the number 15. That color just exists. It's just, you know, six Fs and hex. So um, the, the fun part of that app was kind of getting the data on the back end being that sort of generic um, kind of very nebulous, almost mathematical view, and then translating it into something where on the front end, the code can just say, okay, here's Joe. These are Joe's palettes. These are Joe's favorite colors. Here's what he calls them. Do you want to check them out and see how they tick? And to that extent, the other part of the API is uh, not even to do with users. Any user can just hit the front end without registering and start plugging in colors and saying, all right, what does that color look like in this color space? There's a nice little accordion component that you can just expand and look at different color spaces. And one of my interviewers, one of my interviewers on demo day was also very blown away because I think it gave me a concise avenue to sort of explain what some of the more exotic color spaces do. 
you know, the, the numbers we use as web developers are, uh, they correspond to red, green, and blue values. And that's one way to think of a color. But there's some crazy ways to, to, to store colors as numbers. And one of them is, is an XYZ space. So every color is a point within like a virtual void of space. And the trick with that one is that you can take the distance between two points in that space, which represent two different colors. And if they're further away in that space, they tend to be further away as far as how we perceive them with our eye. You know, the way that lime green and like a dark, like crimson, pretty different colors to us. Yeah, it is. They would be far apart in XYZ color space. And you could actually get those numbers and, you know, track those and say, oh, wow, that's, you know, that's really far away on the Z axis. Oh, and that makes sense because the colors look like this. So it, the, as a dashboard, it just um, it takes some of that more fancy color math that I personally don't you know, know in and out. That's why I made the tool. And kind of puts it at your fingertips, lets you play with it um, without having to write a bunch of code yourself. All that's really fun. fascinating. I love the, the deep dive here on really kind of getting to here inside the, the project. So my final question basically is as you're thinking about what's next, what are you looking at? Are you interested in doing more front-end work or back-end work? Or what would you like to be looking at next? Um, I didn't expect to be as in love with the front-end as I am, but uh, I think presentation and user experience are very fun to work on. Uh, I'd be happy with just about anything. Uh, like I said, I'm leaning a little more front end. Um, if you couldn't tell from the rest of my answers, I'm going to kind of pick option C. I'm really interested in DevOps and a lot of the automation stuff. I love infrastructure. And um, I know I'm going to be building front end apps on my own at this point. I've been having enough time or enough fun doing it. And uh, it's convenient enough you can do it quick i would i would kind of love to have a job where i am settled into a team that's down in the muck doing infrastructure work that takes a little longer to execute happily knowing i could work on uh, front-end projects on my own time so it's i kind of think i'm either going to be right at right there up on the front end or deep in the back end in the infrastructure that's where i I think i want to end up Excellent. Thank you so much for taking the time to share your story and what you've been working on and what you're planning on doing next. Thank you so much. Thanks for letting me lay it out. Really appreciate it.